Yaru man Stephen Pigram is a prolific musician. Along with his seven brothers, he's been intertwined in this country's music scene for decades. Stephen still gets his old band back together for occasional shows. But these days, he's more focused on his solo career. Away's Jerome Commissari spoke with Stephen about how his music has evolved as he's gotten older. But he starts by taking you all the way back to the beginning, to how his mate, Nyul man Jimmy Chai, inspired him to make music. Everybody was still singing kind of Slim Dusty and Charlie Pride and, you know, doing some... We were doing Bob Dylan covers and Bob Marley covers, which is all good because you've you got to learn somewhere. But Jimmy really inspired us to start writing music, and, and not just music, contemporary music, writing your own songs, but you're actually starting to use the language of your country in there, you know? Um, whether it be just a few words, at least at least you're starting to break the mould of this, oh, you can't speak your language anymore, you know? Um, and so Jimmy was really my big guider in that kind of thing. And the other, the other influence on my songwriting was probably my dad. And um, he used to record stuff off the ABC even on cassette, you know, songs from the folk shows and country shows. And so that the style I play is more that kind of, kind of folk and country blues kind of stuff finger-picking guitar. But as I got old, as I was young and I started playing in electric bands, so Cuckles was kind of electric, but a bit acoustic too. And then and then I formed scrap metal with my brothers Alan and Philip and a few others. Uh, and we managed to tour with Midnight Oil then in 1987. We did, we did an Australian tour and, um, you know, really got a taste of what the kind of contemporary music scene was. But, you know, going out on the road, we even toured with a, an old um, bus around Australia after the tour, trying to, I don't know what you'd call it, maybe trying to crack the industry. But it's very hard doing it from an isolated place like Broome because um, you've got to be kind of, you know, living in the city and, and hammering it. But uh, we sort of weren't prepared to do that because we had families back home. And, and then Jimmy... Jimmy had, had started working on putting all the Cuckle songs and his songs into a musical theatre production called Brand New Day. And I was the musical director of the first a musical theatre production, Brand New Day, at the Octagon Theatre. So that really opened your eyes up then to performing not in a you know rock concert situation or a thing, a more intimate theatre kind of thing where your songs can really be listened to and you can use them to, to tell the story of... You know, Aboriginal people struggle, and and um, and you got a you know fully paid audience absorbing it all, and so that so that was really a great turning point in terms of you know tr- trying to create songs, and that and then we formed the Pigram Brothers after that. Why did you want to do a solo project, Stephen? Because in in the band you got it's kind of um, some of the songs don't lend to a band situation, you know. They're kind of more kind of folky country blues. And so I, I've always had the solo thing running alongside the bands and by 2010, 2012, I, uh, I decided to do a solo record because the band was slowing down a bit too, you know. The, brother, the brothers had been going for, you know, a good 15 years and families were getting bigger and touring was getting less, so... Uh, you, you sort of had to adjust to the situation, you know. Hey, Stephen, are people loving your solo stuff as well? Like, do people really enjoy it? Well, the more I get to play it for them, I mean, that's that's the hard thing because COVID slowed everybody down. Um, 
But yeah, I, I realize with recordings, if you if you put them, you've got to have them out there, and then they got to they got to want to listen to them, um, and then and then if uh, but the the old live performance thing, you it's it all they want to hear is the old stuff, see, because because it's ingrained in their head, you know, from listening to it. So the trick is to try and get new stuff out there, the solo stuff. But then I got to make sure, that, you know. I mean, it'll be a good test in Darwin. How many people know my new stuff? What are the old classics? What do people want to hear mainly? I was like I was saying, I worked with Jimmy in the early days, so um, I was more like his kind of musical um, arranger. He didn't play the guitar much, so I played a lot with Jimmy, just you know, helping him get the songs down and arranging them. And then, and then I then we co-write a couple of songs, but the the first real one that I wrote feel like going back home, so. That that's that's come around to kind of repay me for for that long hard road, I guess. Um, plus, it was in Brand New Day. I mean, Brand New Day, the theatre production. Black Armband sang it with me, so it, it's always been at the forefront of my kind of songwriting. So that would be the first one, and then I, you know, with Scrap Metal, I've done songs like Howling at the Moon, and I like to revive that one a bit. And then in the Pigram Brothers, I guess you know, songs like um, Saltwater Cowboy. So they're my kind of big songs. Well, you know, in in my hometown, I know they are, um, and nowhere else but here. So these are songs, and I'm starting to co-write with my my dad. And uh, I'd find bits of paper lying around the house, and you know, with with these great poems on them. And I'd say, Dad, can I can I put this into a bit of music? And he'd say, Yeah, give us twenty bucks. <laughs> so I paid him for the royalties already. <laughs> <laughs> he signed it away. Yeah, and then I've you know I've found stuff that he he actually when I was doing my first solo one called Wanderer, which is the song named after this little poem I found in this newspaper clipping from 1955, and he never told us about this poem, but I, I discovered it in this I discovered it in this um, on the internet on a website with with old newspapers and um, and I realised it was about him leaving Queensland back in 19. 50, you know, um, so I, I put the music to that as well, but he'd already passed away by then, mm. so it was almost like he was leaving me bits of paper lying around on the internet, you know. That's amazing, a, a story that you found on the internet, that's crazy. And then I've got a great song about my, you know, my grandmother, my my mum's mum, Mimi, my Mimi, and it's about that kind of loss of language and connection where um, I sort of, but you can't blame them because they got taken away from their mother too to Beagle Bay and brought up by the Irish nuns. But at the same time, they still didn't, they didn't want you to um, have a bad feeling against that because to them, that was, they were sort of saved from the, from the, you know, the streets of Broome, really, because Broome was a kind of, well, it was described as a cesspool of, you know. I, I just try and study it through the, the what, what I am as a musician, you know. And I've, I've I've written a new song called well I've done it with the Australian String Quartet as well called uh, Walganyagara Buru which means long time ago in the country, and I'm just trying to tell the story of my my Mimi's mother so this is my great grandmother now from which is straight back to the full Yaru connection you know, and I'm and I'm trying to um, I'm just trying to imagine what happened when she had a child to you know the the pearler named Santiago. 
because we we don't know much about Santiago. He might have died a long time ago. And what was writing that song like for you? Well, it's great because you, it's sort of like um, you're telling your own history for a start, your own, your own sort of genealogy, and um, you've got to imagine a few things, but because you've got all the information written down in front of you, you can um, actually... Um, you can actually form one, you know, your own your own image in your head about what that old history was, you know. So it's a great way to just tell her story. I've actually written specifically about her, then one specifically about the great grandmother. So I'm kind of I'm going to try and work towards this um, show, which uh, I'm going to honour all the grand grandmother's line because uh, that's uh, to me that's the line of greatest certainty. <laughs> Lots of milkmen in the. In the country. <laughs> um, when do you, what do you reckon that's going to sound like? That's going to be an album. No, that's going to be a live show oh. um, with with the Australian String Quartet. Beautiful. Yeah, so that's that's kind of a little. A, that's still solo, but it's more, you know, kind of. Um, I've had this idea for a while, but uh, I just need to write a few more songs to actually link the story from my grandfather's side as well, see, which is uh, another mob up the west side, you know, up the west side of the peninsula, yeah, so. And then when you when you really study it all, you know, from through your mother's lines, you you end up uh, realising you really you really are embedded in this country, you know, mm. you know, because um, you can take it back to before the, you know, the, the conquerors got here. Yeah. Hey, yeah. S- Stephen, when you're writing music, yeah. what's the most important thing to you? Has there been a most important thing to you? Is there something that you always go back to? I just wrote for the purpose of um, telling telling a bit of history, maybe, um, be, you know, I, 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 I didn't write, I, didn't, I haven't written many love songs in that sort of genre, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm more into um, singing about topical things and, and but as you get older, you really want to try and um, discover all your your heritage, you know, on both sides, you know, on on on, on all sides. I mean, it's a it's a thing that um, I think a lot of you know Australian kids with you know all the mixed heritage, including Aboriginal, find it really hard to you know. But you can't you can't. I, I've learned. I, I was I was a bit rebelly in the early days, but I realised that. You can't deny your other your other heritage because, and you got to actually. And I I write about that now, which is which is almost like therapy in a way. If you're <laughs> writing songs about your, you know, your genealogy and your history, um, and you're honouring them all, I think it's. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can. You, not not everybody sort of. I mean, I really I'm really lucky. I've, I've had bad things happen to our people in our area. It's pretty pretty horrific. But how do you reconcile that with the fact that some of them, you know, cheeky people that came here, uh, actually had babies to your, you know, to your great grandmothers, and then you got so you got their blood in them too. So I've got the blood of the conquerors and the conquered, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all, all I'm trying to do is reconcile it in my own way for my own heritage. I mean, everybody's got different different ways of dealing with it, but um, I've stopped being angry about it. And I just treat it as a love song, a love story. You know, the the really bad massacres and stuff, you've got to write about that specifically. 
and it, then you get it out of you, you get it out of you, and you can make films about it or whatever documentaries, and 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 I'll write songs. I mean, songwriting is my is my vehicle, I guess, for um, telling history, celebrating history, and also trying to revive the language, keep the language strong, and also tell your tell my particular you know situation in in my specific part of the world in Australia. That was Stephen Pigram talking about his music and his heritage. He's performing at Garmalong Festival and Larrakia Country later this month. If you'd like more information about Garmalong, we'll have a link in our show notes. <laughs> 